coming up, what makes the festival of Sukkot so festive? Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Ish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights that will make home life better. And I'm speaking with author and popular lecturer, Rebetzin Sipora Heller, who is also principal of Benos Avigal Seminary and a senior lecturer at Neve Yerushalayim. Welcome, Rebetzin Heller. We are talking about Sukkot. Why, why Sukkot a time of joy and celebration? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I would say of the major holidays, Sukkot is probably the least understood. Mm -hmm. People know about Pesach, the liberation. They know about Shavuot, Torah, but what's Sukkot? Mm -hmm. And if you tell people, well, we dwelled in booths when we were in the desert, they say, well, thank God, I live in a beautiful colonial today. Who wants to go there? So what Sukkot is about is being surrounded by God. So no specific event happened on Sukkot. It isn't like Pesach, that was the day we were liberated, or Shavuot, that's the day we got the Torah. We were in booths for the entire span of our stay in the desert. So we were surrounded by clouds of glory, meaning a visible presence of Hashem on all four sides, above us, below us, and in front of us. So the truth is, this reality of being surrounded is something that we experience then visually and tangibly. But the purpose of Sukkot is to remind you that you're always surrounded by God. Always surrounded by God. Always surrounded by God. You're never alone. There are some parts of the world that are just way too cold or rainy to, to just dwell in a Sukkot. So then how should a person connect to Sukkot? So one of the many mitzvot of Sukkot is being joyous. It says, v'samachta b'chagecha. Mm -hmm. Be joyous on your holiday. So this would mean even if for one reason or another, you're not in a sukkah, either because you don't know how to build one and you try to get to the community one, or there isn't one in your community, or you're living in Alaska, mm -hmm. or you're living in Ecuador, and it's just not going to happen. So how do you make yourself happy? So everybody has their own way. But it says having a good meal, meat, wine, and that implies celebrating with others. Okay, giving presents. This is one of the times when men are meant to give their wives presents, beautiful things, clothing or jewelry. Giving your kids what they like. So when you give, something happens. It's that you become connected to the person who you're giving to. Mm -hmm. And that connection creates unity and joy. Joy, from a Judaic perspective, is resolution of doubt. You're not alone. It's not going to be okay. You're with other people, and look how good life is. Mm -hmm. But on a deeper level, there are the four species which some of you are familiar with. So each one of them symbolizes a different part of the body, and a different part of the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. So let's look at that. The first one is an etrog, which looks like a lemon, but if you cut it, you could see from the direction of the pits that it's no lemon. No lemon. An etrog is shaped like a heart. A heart is not shaped like a valentine. It's shaped <laughs> like an etrog. 
So the first thing, if you want to say, I want to have joy, I want to have joy in my heart. There are other species. The next one is the lulav. The lulav is a palm branch, and it's shaped like the spine. So the joy you want to have in your heart, it has to connect your mind to your body. That's what the spine does. So your thoughts could change. Your actions could change. They could express the joy in your heart, and that makes you feel more whole. Then you have the hadassim. The hadassim are round green species of leaves, okay? And they're shaped like eyes. You have to have an ayin tova, a mm-hmm. positive view of what you see. So we're all familiar with the cliche of the half-empty cup or the half-full cup. Right. This is a choice, mm-hmm. but it's deeper than that. You could see the people in your life as being half-empty or half-full. Your husband may not be much of an adventurer, but he's steadfast. Or your husband may not be that steadfast, but he's a lot of fun to adventure with. You could choose. It's up to you. Everybody is so multifaceted. The last is the aravot, which are willows. Okay, so they're shaped like lips. So finally, if you want positivity, you have to connect your heart to what you say. You should say things that are positive and real. So if you want to be connected to yourself, take the time to say, I could be happy with my heart, with my spine, with my eyes, with my lips. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering then, why don't we, on Sukkot, just gaze upon the lulav and estrog, estrog? Why must we then take them to the prayer service and shake them? That's a good question. And I want to tell you why, because each one of us is also part of something bigger than ourselves. So when we go to the prayer service, or when we even physically alone hold them all together, we're taking the different kinds of Jews who are symbolized by these features and saying we're all together, we're all one. So some of us are like the etrog, good smell, good taste. Some of us are like the lulav, A palm tree at least provides fruit, it tastes good, but it doesn't have any particular smell. So some of us are like people who know, and there's the fruit of our learning, but not necessarily so personable. There are people who are compared to the Hadassim. The Hadassim were green, we said they parallel vision, they smell delightful. There's some of us who, like the whiff of being around them, the way they do things is so delightful. But they're sometimes misguided through their lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what? Some of us are like the aravot, like the willows. The willows don't taste good and don't smell good. They're people who are just not that appealing, but they're still part of us. Mm-hmm. And through giving to them and saying and embracing them, we make them part of us more deeply, and we have the simch of giving, not just of taking. So holding all four of them together is extremely important, and we shake them. Yes. We make them one. And this is especially important if you can go to the synagogue and make this part of the prayer service for you. You should see in Israel, when you go to the Kotel, yeah. you see th- thousands of set of the four species mm-hmm. and this giant sukkah to sit in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also in Israel, wherever you go, there's Sukkot uh, everywhere outside right, restaurants. Everywhere and outside. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing. So, to part see. of being willing to leave the comfort of your home to be in a Sukkah 
is to make you knowledge. This is what counts. My heart, my eyes, my lips, my spine. These kind of people, those kind, that's what counts. Everything I own is transient. It's here today and I could enjoy it today, but it's not my eternity. Everything that's symbolized by the sukkah and God surrounding you and the people who you're with and the capacities you have, that's what's real and that's what's enduring and that's what brings you joy. Those are beautiful insights about Sukkot. Thank you so much, Rabbits and Heller. Thank you so much, and you should have a wonderful Sukkot. And for other great information about the festival of Sukkot, check out H.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.